Hey everybody, it's been a while. This is uh, episode 125 of the Craft Heads podcast, where my best friend Alex and I get on the mic and pretty much talk about whatever floats our boat for the week. And um, we have not been cranking out episodes like we used to, but we have something very near and dear to our hearts that we've been wanting to talk about for a while, and that is Resident Evil 8, a new video game that was released. But before we get to that, we're going to do a little bit of catching up. We both made a crafty cocktail for the night that we'd like to tell you about. Uh, Shout out any instances where we ran into people and told them about the podcast and they need to know about the podcast because everybody needs to know about the podcast because it's the Craft Heads podcast. Do you have any, Uh, Tommy? uh, I don't, but I do have a happenstance that happened this week that these people may eventually live listen to the craft heads podcast so i wanted to shout them out a preemptive Um, shout out all right yeah let's uh we'll start with that before we even get to the drinks but i want to raise my glass and i am toasting to this is one of my all-time favorite shout outs for the podcast so this is to uh he signed an email as the twins ron and marv which i loved but the whole gang of folks is uh, Marvin, Jason, Andre, Ron, and Sandy. Special uh, thanks to Tara for keeping track of those while I was nearly blackout drunk on South Beach, Miami. So we were down there a couple of weeks ago. We were in Florida for over a week. We went to Naples, uh, T- Tampa, and Miami. And on the one day on the beach, we I was just loving life and had a AKA lot to drunk. drink. And there was a group of uh, people beside us, and they were playing some music, and I started chatting with them. And then, you know, I was asking, I was making some requests, and then I wound up sitting with them. We were having a blast. They were pouring me shots. I had already had way too much, and I had to leave the beach like Wounded Warrior style with uh, James and Tara carrying me, like, draped over their shoulders. But it was really cool. <laughs> of course, I gave them my business cards. I was like, oh, I got to shout you guys out on the podcast and all that good stuff. And, we, of course, weeks have passed. I uh, haven't put out an episode yet. And then all of a sudden, uh, it is June 29th, right, as we're recording, and he messaged me about a week ago on the 22nd. And I didn't even know if it was like spam or something at first. And whenever I saw the, because I saw the subject line, it said live from the gutter vibes. And I was like, what is this? And he said, personal request for you. Ha ha ha. Say hello to the wife and then sign the email. And he sent me a video of what appears to be a wedding reception. And they were playing live from the gutter, which was because I was just talking about how much I love the album. What a time to be alive. It's like one of my favorite rap albums of all time. And we were just jamming to that at the beach. And the fact that I... Admittedly, like, not a great wedding song, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> it's Drake and Future, though. It's, yeah, it's but perfect. it is Drake it's and It's perfect Future, for yeah. any occasion. And he just took this video at the reception, like a minute long, and they're all dancing to it. And it was it put the biggest smile on my face when I watched the video, knowing that I somehow indirectly affected, a, a at the time, total stranger's uh, wedding reception. So... That was really cool. Love to all you guys. Um, that was a really fun day in Miami. Thank you for that little uh, encounter that we had. I, I love, that's what, to me, Craft Heads is all about two things. Like, A, building community, and B, these random encounters that you have with people and, like, connect with people. And it's just, it's really cool. I love it. 
for some reason, Ron and Marv, the names stick in my head. So appreciate you guys sending that video. Alex showed it to me as well. And um, I, I'm just really happy that we had a slight influence on strangers and hopefully more to come. Absolutely. And, and speaking of all of that, uh, like I said, with starting with community, the biggest thing, the most value, honestly, since we've been slacking a little bit on the podcast, the best value we can bring to supporters, listeners, and specifically patrons on our Patreon page is the Discord server that we booted up and um, have a couple channels in there. One is just for general bullshittery, one's for like a happy hour. But uh, hilariously, the most active one is, uh, as I call it, not financial advice. And <laughs> we talk on it. Uh, you know, lots of people on it every single day, nonstop, pretty much about like crypto and stocks and everything. So if that is appealing to you, uh, a $1 per month contribution level <laughs> will get you access to our server. And there's a lot of really, really awesome people in there. So if that sounds interesting, if that's something you uh, like to support, uh, we'd love to have you. But if you're just listening and that's all, that's amazing too. So thanks for being here regardless. Uh, cheers to the Miami South Beach gang and and new new listeners alike. Tommy, I've got a um, a Japanese highball, Japanese whiskey and seltzer. Basically, I did San Pellegrino, so it's fancy AF. What do you got? Um, I would say mine's similar, and I'll get to it in one second. I did want to shout out one more thing about not financial advice. I think oh, yeah. you're besides your how much crypto has tanked um, in the past month. I would say it's like pretty much halved all all of the uh the major coins since we started that discord if you exclude that i think that your picks are up probably over a hundred percent in that discord oh there's so there been to, some really big ones and the funny so, thing is it, just the to get people I call more it, enticed yeah the reason i call it not financial advice because i always say this is not advice it's just what i'm doing so yeah. I basically you can't like, be held liable. <laughs> yeah, I'm disclosing all of my moves. And the funny thing is, I sometimes I might buy like ten or twenty shares of something speculatively, and then one of our patrons and friends, Chad, he comes in, dong swinging, and he's like, oh, "I just bought a hundred, like just drops two grand into one." I'm like, "Oh God!" But he he follows <laughs> um, Wall Street bets pretty heavily, so he he definitely knows what he's doing. If if you believe that those people know what they're doing, what they're doing, <laughs> right, right, which arguably they are just apes and they yeah. hold H O D L. They're they proud apes. <laughs> yeah, it's um, good stuff. I am. I'm drinking a um, a smash, a bourbon smash, uh, Knob Creek. Um, I couldn't find. I I've craft headed it up a little bit tonight, Alex, and I wanted to tell you about it. I had. Um, I didn't have simple syrup, but in the pantry I found caramel syrup from like Starbucks caramel syrup mm. from uh, syrup if you are in, into that kind of thing um, from it's a Starbucks caramel bottle so I poured an ounce of that two ounces of Knob Creek squeezed a bunch of lemon in here fresh lemon and then I didn't have mint leaves so I went out into the garden and I picked just the top of a rosemary bush That's and threw crappy. a bit of rosemary in there and it smells amazing actually I love it dude um we need so to cheers. come up with a list of official craft heads approved pronunciations because <laughs> yeah. we we joke about this goes all the way back to the early craft heads days. One of your first ones was scenario or scenario if you're an asshole. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, you just had two in that last sentence: syrup, syrup or syrup, or syrup and caramel or caramel. 
Right. Or what something did I, totally what did I say insane. that time? Yeah. I you, said caramel, you said right? caramel. Yes. Yeah. That's how I caramel say it. I never say caramel. Oh, I've, you do? I have been converted. Yeah. To me, it looks like caramel. And I was like, hmm. well, I mean, there is an extra A in there that we're apparently skipping when you say exactly. caramel. Or you could do caramel if you just wanted to be <laughs> Oof. a total whack job. Oof. Like serial Oof. killer status. But <laughs> so that's everything. Oh, and my, my whiskey is um, I cleaned house down in naples there was like an amazing clearance sale at the one place that we went to you're still working on that stuff oh oh yeah although (laughs) some of it's running low uh this was i'm not sure how to pronounce it ey maybe i w a i mars whiskey and it's one of the for the amount of money it's one of the best japanese whiskeys i think because it's only like 30 bucks and but it I was, was normally like sixty bucks, wasn't it? No, it it was a little bit. I think it was like forty or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's not a, a high or even mid tier level Japanese whiskey. But for the entry point, if you if you don't want to break the bank, but you want to try a Japanese whiskey and what makes it so different and awesome from other whiskeys, that's a really good entry point, I think, for for Did anybody. You, didn't you get like a like a five dollar bottle of vodka, like full yeah, fifth of vodka. <laughs> coming full circle. Um, I should give them a shout out. It was uh Timber I think it was Timber Creek, but whenever I was in Naples and I got that vodka there, that was what I wound up took taking to the beach, and uh, South Beach. Like we had, you know, seltzers and beers and everything else, but we had specifically that we had a fifth of Timber Creek distillery vodka in there and i got it 75 percent off it was um it was five dollars instead of 20 and i gotta tell you i don't like vodka i was drinking it straight out of the bottle and it was fine like it was pretty decent were you the one telling me that like you've uh, no i think it was joe shout out my buddy joe brewer joe who will eventually get back on the show uh he was telling me that he has a hankering to drink vodka straight ever since watching Charlize Theron in um what's a movie where she's like uh she's kind of like a hitman badass uh mm. does that st- strike about yeah i know what you're t- it's not that's not ultraviolet right that's um uh, Mia maybe Jovovich. it is is it ultraviolet i have a really well, messy setup on my desk right now yeah, I, mine's not great either. But yeah, she's she's Aeon like Flux. in the. Is that hey, it? thank you. No, 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 no. Uh, I I don't know exactly, but okay. Charlize Theron's been a been a badass in a lot of movies. I know, so it's kind of yeah. tough. Um, she is like taking a bath and just takes vodka, pours it straight over ice, and drinks it while taking a bath. And Joe said, ever since he saw that scene, he's been wanting to like drink vodka straight, even though vodka sucks. Well, that would be a good place to do it. I mean, I know Joe's a Florida boy, and it's. I looked it up online. I think it's a Florida vodka, and it's hilarious. Now that I am, I googled it to make sure I had the right name, and I know. I bet you I know why it was on clearance, because hmm. these bottles look different. I think it was one of those things where they did a rebrand with marketing new bottles, blah blah blah. So they wanted to get rid of all the old stock. And Tommy. I'm quite certain it was Aeon Flux because I'm looking at it on IMDb and it's Charlize Theron and she's like that badass futuristic thing. So I'm guessing that's what it is. You know, here we go. I'm just going to make it really simple and say Charlize Theron drinking vodka tub. Vodka tub. 
<laughs> and see what pops up because somebody has it, right? Oh, right on. Atomic Blonde, Alex. That's what it was. Oh, so yeah. I feel like that's just hilarious. I feel like she's gotten typecast into that kind of role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. And I do. I I can confirm that was what he was talking about. So okay, it was it was Atomic Blonde. I which I don't think I've seen it yet. Now I'm I'm interested. And speaking of movies, um, I'm definitely there's more content to come. And good news, we're gonna bullshit for a little bit longer. So even if you're not into Resident Evil Eight, I'm gonna yeah. put a timestamp in the episode or like in the description, so you can say, hey, just if you want to skip Resident Evil or get to Resident Evil, this is where it'll be. But um, Tara and I are definitely gonna be doing a movie cast soon. We have been watching a shit ton, and I have some serious gems to recommend like really good movies that we were pretty stoked about so um stay tuned for that and then i actually have another episode in the hopper it's pretty old at this point which is kind of (laughs) fun i guess it was from like i don't know when did we go to minneapolis t was that like uh, it would have been like mid-may yeah the Um, kai and sam song yeah it was with uh, our friends kai and sam and it's always exciting and fun to be like, oh, let's let's record an episode drunk. And I know it's going to be trash. So <laughs> I may or may not release it. We'll see. But maybe that's, that's a, maybe that's a patrons exclusive episode. Maybe. That that's actually a pretty interesting idea. I like that. It, you know what? If it's absolute trash, I am going to do that cuz <laughs> it it it's probably going to be crap. But we'll see. Yeah, they're the ones that that will listen anyways and not care. Oh, exactly. our patrons so yeah. who like that would be kind of cool if it's like that yes um so i i i will say real quick on since we're talking about movie slash tv there is one thing that i do have to talk about and uh because i finished um the first season and i love this guy and i watched it exclusively for the person is mosquito coast have you heard okay. about it I don't think so. Who's in it? Oh, it's it's something that you're getting recommended for the first time for once, Alex. Yes, that's true. That increases the chances of me watching it. Well, it's actually actually a book, and there was a movie made where uh, Harrison Ford uh, is the main character, and now they're making a series out of it, and it's um, Justin Thoreau. Oh, I do love him. Yeah. So, anyways, it's, it's a little frustrating because point of the story it's this family that's on the run from the authorities or who knows what they're on the run from and they're like fleeing america um because the entire first season they don't tell you why they're on the run it's just like they're on the run which is kind of frustrating to me but at the same time it's justin thoreau and he's awesome sexy um speaking of justin thoreau one of the reason one of the reasons tommy and i love him is uh from the show the leftovers one of my all-time favorite shows that too (laughs) and he's on um we did a whole episode dedicated to to the leftovers on episode 95 if anybody's interested in checking that out so um yeah that's that's definitely cool um i'm looking for seasons i was just talking to a friend and listener uh, Jake Kurtz, he was recommending something called Manifest, and I was like, "How many <laughs> seasons is it? And is it done? Like that's very uh, important." For it's me. there. It's only three seasons long. Claire and I watched two seasons and stopped after the second season, Interesting. because something happened that we thought was dumb. Ah, 
But it's, it's, it's kind of funny because <laughs> Joe was just also talking about Manifest over this last weekend. And Claire and I watched that like a year, a year and a half ago. Hmm. So like, I don't know why people are just talking about it now. That's kind of strange. I think y- you and Claire, <clears throat> you and Claire consume more new TV shows faster than the average person. For yeah, sure. the, every time there's a TV show coming out, Claire's like, ooh, we should watch that. And I'm like, that's it's, like it's what like we do. It's like on your so, radar okay. before it yeah. even comes out. Yeah, totally. Yes, correct, correct, correct. Um, cool. If we are, do you have anything else to mention movie TV-wise for now? Because I want to <sighs> mention my shout-out. No, go right ahead. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned to you before. I feel like I've said the word mention a hundred times. Oh, God. Oh, What a crime using the word mention. I hate it. It sound it sounds like I can't think of something else. But every time you say it for the rest of the episode, I'm going to say ding. <laughs> Little counter for it. All right, I wanted to mention ding. <laughs> that was kind of <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> um, my mom is really into the DNA, the 23andMe DNA stuff. You know, you knew that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm nodding. Everybody, Tommy and I are on video. <laughs> my, yeah. my bad. Um. She invited over, which I've never met before, apparently my first cousin and her husband that I've never met before because my – just for everybody who doesn't know, um, I'm sure family members that follow us do know, but my mom was adopted. She got into 23andMe and, and has proceeded to get in contact on Facebook with – what feels like a hundred relatives at this point <laughs> and has always kind of asked me if they're in town or if I'm in their town to go kind of see them or whatever. Well, she brought over my cousin Shannon who I've never met before and her husband or not husband boyfriend, Bobby, and they're about our age. And we had an absolute blast. They just came Oof, over and I'm meeting my amazing. cousin for the first time at 30 years old. So um, I will eventually tell them, about the podcast, but they live in Pittsburgh, uh, and pretty much all those people live in Pittsburgh, Alex. I love so, it. oh, that's yeah. so cool. That is shout a out great Bobby story. and Shannon. Also, another thing I wanted to mention. Ding. Thanks. I was <laughs> um, Pat McAfee. How much have you been reading into him? I know you were the one that initially told me he died. John McAfee. John McAfee. Why do I keep saying Pat McAfee? I have no idea. John McAfee <laughs> is an absolute legend, and he didn't kill himself. No, he didn't. It's um, it, that's but just also, fact. Di- I'm gonna I'm gonna link this together. Um, have you also heard about the building in Miami that collapsed? Yes. Do you have any? Have you read anything about the connection there? No, that's wild, and I want to hear about it. And simultaneously, anybody listening who is affected, uh, so sorry for that loss because man what a tragedy and they're still trying to get people out of the building i, I, I can't heard. even think about it it's like it's like a jenga right now well there is conspiracy theorists out there who have who know i guess or i've looked into this that john mcafee had a 50 terabyte hard drive stored in that building I wonder if that's actually true because there was a he he tweeted like two years ago. I, I'm quite certain it was in 2019. You can find all these tweets where he said, "If anything happens to me, 31 terabytes of 
uh, like basically compromising information and files and data is going to be released to the public, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's for like government officials and world elite and everything stuff that I would love to, I would love <laughs> to see the downfall of those kind of people. Like, Oh yeah. my God. But um, Same. yeah, I don't, dude, that's, that's wild. If so, obviously if it is a thing, I mean, it's pretty easy to make the connection there that that building was taken down purposefully and the other thought is it's it it fell in on itself and didn't even touch any of the other buildings around it if something's going to collapse what are the chances of something actually falling in on itself perfectly i don't know i don't want to get like too down in the weeds with conspiracy theories because like we could just be spreading misinformation that's something (laughs) i would talk to somebody individually about all day Um, but that's that's some wacky shit i definitely i i knew of and was following both things but somehow never got between the two of those but as you know tommy in a in a weird way for somebody who has a a podcast and i love video games and i'm on my computer and my phone a lot i'm not on the internet a lot yeah i don't (laughs) that's i don't i don't surf reddit i don't get on social media blah 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 so like a lot of this stuff i'm just not uh what's plugged into i guess you get you get to hear it secondhand though eventually from kurtz me oh yeah i hear it from somebody for sure Mm -hmm. yep well that that's it those are the two things i wanted to mention um we're i'm i'm definitely down and excited to get into talking about resident evil whenever you're ready yeah we'll do it um i'll just talk about I might have mentioned a future topic. Listener, patron, friend, Wes, talked about... Um, he wanted to hear an episode at some point about uh, how COVID has like changed your life for better or for worse or whatever. And I thought that might be appropriate. At some point this year, whenever we feel like we can say that it's in our in the review mirror i kind of already feel that way but i don't want to jinx anything you know but i Mm -hmm. think it'd be an interesting topic because like there there i don't care how you come down on this there are good and bad things that came out of it probably more bad than good but like there there are silver linings and um i thought that was really interesting because wes is a little bit younger than us um he's what in his early 20s mid 20s yes at this point Mm -hmm. and and he was talking about how um you know, it's literally stunted his, like, personal growth. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's a terrible time to be in lockdown for a year and a half. And, and the reason I'm bringing this back up is because my niece is, um, I, she's just over, I think, two years old. And I think they're having a little bit of trouble, like, sort of getting her used to strangers and new people. And I wonder if that's because she's been around nobody for like these these new sentient years where she's starting to build cognizant memories and everything and that's that's insane to think about yeah. like god love my brother and, and sister-in-law because like i and everybody else out there listening who has kids i don't know how you're doing it and god love you for it yeah i i think most parents at this point are like oh god we got to get our children well actually you know what rather than me going into it Let's save it for the episode. Yeah. Save we'll it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, we're about, you know, we're a little bit past 20 minutes in. Let's dive into to Resident Evil 8, which we wanted to do this sooner, but we're Tommy and Alex and we suck. It came out <laughs> May 7th of this year. Take it away, Tommy. 
Um, I've gotten through the game twice at this point. Um, it's very similar to... Well, Alex and I have done, I think, like four of these Resident Evil casts at this point. One for seven, one for eight, uh, two and the remakes of Resident Evil 2 and 3 for like the newer generation consoles and whatnot. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Resident Evil 8 is very similar to Resident Evil 7 in the fact that it's like first person shooter type story mode game. There hasn't been any multiple multiplayer released yet, but um, zombies aren't really a thing in this game. There are zombies that they try to make put into the game, but I would say that the real enemies are lichens, um, like are like the abundant enemies of the game, which are wolf people, if, if you know what the term lichen is. Lycanthropes, yeah. Um, yeah, lycanthropes, thank you. And, it's monsters, really. Yeah, it's and, and then like the, the main bosses of the game are humans that their DNA was altered by like some, like this this overthrowing person in this village who had access to a virus and was able to alter their DNA with what what was it called the like the the thing inside the vial that we saw a few times in the game, Alex? Hey, Remember? first of all, there's going to be spoilers. We're we're just yeah. going a uh, deep dive on this, but yeah. those were all the parts of Rosemary. Uh, mega mega mice mutamice some shit almost like that. there it, it's so it it's the part where you're going to the the dude with all the lumps on his back and um yeah dr moreau or mr moreau yeah moreau moreau after after you beat moreau you go into his room where you see the television but in the vial there's like a oh, fetus Cadeau. looking thing it's like Cado or Cado. c-a-d-o-u i think yeah, so that's what they were in. That's what, like, she being um, Miranda. Uh, the main... Miranda, <laughs> thank you. You're covering up my ass you, on bro. several times here. Uh, Miranda, like, sees how their bodies assimilate with the Kado or Kadu or whatever. Yeah. Let's pick so anyways, What's the official Craft Heads print? I like, I like Kado. I like Kado, too. Okay, we'll go with Kado until we're told otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, it's very first-person shootery, straight down the pipe. Um, uh, hey, Roz is chiming in. Tara just said it's Kadu. It, fuck that, <laughs> Tara. Not, not I'm. Not like, like a, like I admit, nine times out of ten, I think you're gonna lose the pronunciation battle. But in this one, I'm very skeptical. So we're gonna put a, a pin in it for now. Kadu sounds terrible. I, 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 yeah, regardless, I don't want to say it. It's homemade, so. And wait, what did we say we're going to do it? Kado? We said Kado. Kado. Yeah, I like Kado yeah. the best, yeah. for sure. Rounds um, with Ross Perot. <laughs> thanks, Alex. And You're Justin welcome. Thoreau. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, so like I said, very first-person shootery. A gr- lot of great moments. Um, the, the boss enemies are very unique, I would say. Uh, you know, bullet sponges in the end, per usual. Um, but what? What? Tell me some of your favorite things about the game, Alex. What did you see? Okay, so <clears throat> first of all, remind me. Did you say you like seven or eight better? I like seven better. I am very on the fence, which is a good thing because yeah. I adore both seven. Games. Yeah, they, they really are. Let's let's just mm-hmm. get that out front and center. Like Tommy and I, for sure, are for any, especially for new listeners, we are lifelong 
Resident Evil heads. I mean, mm-hmm. a top three franchise for it. And it can do no evil. Like, even the shit games they put out, we somehow find a way to like. So It, it can um, do no evil, Resident <laughs> Evil. Yes. So for us to say that these are legitimately great, that's a good thing. Um, I, I love the setting, you know, like the focusing on like the the not viral well it it is it's it's a biological thing still of course with like fungus in these the kado are almost they almost seem to be like the last plagas of this game yeah they're a lot like yeah Yeah, it's like a parasite mixed with fungus i don't know it's a really wild thing i actually i i've been meaning to do research to try and better understand the connection between the two actually but um overall i think the the gameplay was i think the gunplay was was definitely an improvement over seven seven Mm -hmm. felt still a little bit weird and wonky to me i think it's much better um i love the lichens and and zombies over like the what are those the mold is so much better yeah the molded agreed i do like that a lot a lot more um, it's crazy. I, I did love seeing them go back to a lot of stuff that they know made four so great, like introducing mm-hmm. a currency and having a new merchant who, mm-hmm. by the way, th- like he's, he's kind of disgusting, but then the Duke <laughs> grew on me. I started really liking him as a character. Um, you know, just little, little subtle things like saying, uh, what are you buying? Uh, just something mm-hmm. a, an old friend used to say, which implies that they are somehow connected, which is really cool. Um, I thought the I thought Lady Dimitrescu was mm-hmm. awesome. Like that, yeah. I'm, I'm often very, you know, I'm just I get exhausted with some of the tropes in video games, and like I thought they were just gonna throw in this like annoying femme fatale. No. She is terrifying. She's awesome. I love her. I love that despite her being so huge and terrifying, she has this like amazingly bodacious figure. (laughs) Everything about her is so cool. She's basically a female Mr. X. Of, yeah, of, of Reddit went crazy for Lady Dimitrescu when they, yeah, when like the first trailer came out. She's awesome. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, just from like quick looks at the trailer, I was like, I, I don't like, I don't like her. And yeah. then once I played the game, I completely did a 180, and I thought she was super cool. So um, I'm a huge. One fan. thing I did hate about Lady Dimitrescu yeah. is you can't kill her. Like you, like she was very similar to like, yeah, you can't, she was very similar to Jack from Resident Evil seven, but you could, yeah, you could like fight Jack when he's like chasing you through the house or, you know, walk chasing you through the house and Mm -hmm. he might pop into the room and try to kill you or whatever. But if you wanted to, you could just waste all your ammo down Jack, but you couldn't do that with Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah. And you know, I don't even remember that so much about Jack and I trust you, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you can stun her, but you can't down her. You know, like you could down Mr. X, which I thought was mm-hmm. awesome in the two remake. But um, yeah, th- all of the these bosses, they were called lords. I thought they were mm-hmm. all um, really cool. I, I think probably, you know, the, what was what really stood out to me, it's not as good for replays. Like on mm-hmm. the second, I have also beaten it twice. I beat it, We, Tommy and I both beat it the first time, I think on standard and then did Village of Shadows, which is the hardest. I kind of wish... I kind of wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I would have went standard hard Village of Shadows Same. because after the second one, I'm like, there's no challenge anymore. We, exactly, and we'll get to that. But um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed 
the second one with now it's your t- turn to back me up. Who's the lady with the dolls? And the um, that was because um, I'm thinking of of the cemetery where you have to place her head, her her gravestone. Um, it's uh, almost like a you, Hispanic name. Thank you for uh, stalling for me. That that was when you go to House Beneviento. Yes, Beneviento. Um, I, uh, Donna. I guess that's Donna Italian. is her first name. So yeah. I loved that whole transaction because you get to that house and you do not have your inventory and weapons and everything. The entire thing is very story-driven and, like, interactive and very puzzle-driven. And, like, seeing that massive, like, overdeveloped fetus chasing you in the hallways, like, that that shit was awesome and really messed up. One of – what that was the – that moment when that baby pops around the corner – Yes. That was one of two moments that I was that that I was actually scared in the video game. Otherwise, totally. it wasn't that scary of a game. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think every you know, scary is a subjective thing for a lot of oh, people. Oh, sure, but, sure, sure. But it, I agree with you that overall, um, probably probably not as many like jump scares. Maybe even as like seven, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, we we covered Moreau, um, Donna, the uh, Dimitrescu, and uh, shit. Oh, okay. Heisenberg loved Heisenberg's character. I thought he was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's basically Magneto, which is mm-hmm. hilarious, but also I don't know, interesting. The only thing that I, uh, his factory, I think, I don't know. There was something about that place. It was probably my least favorite area. I, I didn't love the factory. I, I, it just. I don't know. It felt like a little, little like too dark and grungy for me. Um, with not Moreau's, enough. Moreau's area was my least favorite. I liked, what? I liked Heisenberg's better than I, I think in order. And you'll probably agree with me, except for Heisenberg and Moreau switched. I guess is Castle Dimitrescu, oh, yeah. then then the what is that like the manor by the waterfall the 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 waterfall yeah, House Benevi- Beneviento. Yep, and then um, and then Heisenberg Moreau for me. Yeah, those those last two were kind of like a wash for me. I did love. Um, I actually kind of liked the sequence with Moreau when you're like jumping across all the water stuff, and and him and his massive mutated form like comes keeps on like, like a ju- fish jumping up <laughs> and trying to kill you. Especially, I'll say, if you have a sound system and you crank your bass up, that was the best part. The sound design of that particular area was actually, I thought, it, I thought it was stellar. But yeah, the castle was like by far the best, which is, it's great for hooking you, but then it's kind of rough when you think that you're sort of like peaking that early mm-hmm. on with that setting. I, the, the castle is, is very, um, it really serves longtime fans well, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, it's yeah, kind anyways. of interesting because like with, it, they drew so many things from four, like that, um, like the fish area is mm-hmm. like they are trying to they were trying to do the the lake from four. Yes. Uh, the in Heisenberg's factory with like the the mutated men where you had to shoot their heart specifically On the to the regenerators. It's, it's like the regenerators. They they did so many things, and then uh, from and then like uh, Lady Lady Beneviento's house was so much like um lucas's area in seven where he has like the puzzle where you have to like turn the gears and whatnot and they took all your weapons away and you had to like take apart um 
your wife's body that's like a mannequin and whatever mm-hmm. so everything nothing was really new about the game but it was like they took the best parts of all the past games and put yeah, them in that, that's a good way of looking at it like there was a lot of recycled content but not necessarily in a bad way i i mm. think they overall did a very good job um i will say and i i talked to tommy about this i soured hardcore on my village of shadows playthrough toward the end because there are two sequences that are unnecessarily stupidly hard because of the difficulty but you don't have all of your carried over new game plus gear that is the Chris sequence was very frustrating. And the most frustrating thing for me personally was fighting Heisenberg in that piece of trash, shit ass homemade tank vehicle that Chris makes <laughs> and you can't heal yourself. Like, dude, I want to throw my controller through the TV. Yeah. Like yeah. I was not. And, and then weirdly, you know, Tommy tried that. I don't know, several times I, that took, that battle took me 20 tries easily. And like two hours straight, but and Tommy didn't struggle that much. Then Tommy had more trouble with the final Miranda fight than I did. Mm-hmm. I beat her, I yeah. think, on my second try. So it just it's weird. It depends, um, you know, play style and everything else. But overall, the game was really awesome. Uh, it will make any Resident Evil fan happy and, and newcomers alike. I think. I, I mean, I almost want to say especially for newcomers because. If you're not familiar with Resident Evil lore and just the way the games are and how Seven was, like it's, if from that perspective, this game would be incredibly unique and fresh, you know. So, yeah. um, definitely uh, worth your time. And one of the coolest things I thought was at the very end of the game, just like classic Resident Evil, they start giving you all these files that kind of give context and answer some questions and everything, and bridge all the gaps between yes, the games. Like they tied Miranda back to pre oswell spencer days mm-hmm. like so literally pre resident evil one and i was a huge fan of that i think i saw somebody saying online that it was like retconning and i was like no i don't think so like th- this is sweet i mean we're 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 like basically bordering on like prequel territory you know or at least context for the story right like, I, that's okay what i'm wondering it. if they're trying to call it a prequel or if they're saying that this this is like its own branch that literally has nothing to do with the T virus and the G virus. And it's just, it's complete own story that happened future in the future after all of the, the current resident evil. Stuff. Yeah. Separate part of umbrella, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then let's talk about the end real quick. Two of the coolest things. The one thing Tommy and I loved was in that section where you're Chris, the, the BSAA, which is the, counterterrorism unit that Chris is aligned with, they are using bioweapons to invade the village and like do their bidding. And it's basically like, okay, you're, yes, you are quote unquote the good guys, but like you're using bioweapons to do your bidding. And like, that's weird and messed up. So to me, they're setting it up as BSAA is going to become like another shit umbrella kind of company. And then at the very, very end, um, they one of the things I really liked was how they finally revealed all of the trauma that Ethan is put through in both of these games, which you know, Ethan he's he's a goofy character, but like he gets arms and legs and fingers cut off and stabbed and gouged and cut and sliced and he's and he <laughs> pours fucking liquid on and, and stuff is fine. Like, you know, literally <laughs> it reattaches his hand 
and it seals it perfectly. And <laughs> I kind of, I just kind of put it out of my mind. I was like, this is bullshit. But then again, look at the rest of the game. Who cares? Yeah. And then they actually explain it at the end, you know, loosely anyway, like he's actually molded. He's not, he's dead slash undead. You know what I mean? In yeah. a way. So I really liked that. And then, you know, even though they wrap up the story with, Oh, he sacrificed himself to, to blow all that shit up and save us. Um, at the very, very end, there's, you know, they go several years in the future when, uh, Rosemary is a teenager. She clearly has some pretty wild powers. It looks like she's sort of under the, um, protection of presumably maybe like BSAA or I don't just know. so everybody knows Rosemary is Ethan's daughter. And the yep. whole point of the game is you're trying to rescue your daughter who is a baby, by the way. Yes. Yes. In, because she has special powers. Yep. Yeah. And then at the very end, like they're driving away cause she was visiting her dad's gravestone. And there is a figure off in the distance on the road that they stop, you know, they, they sort of stop in front of, you can see they hit the brakes and some people speculate that that's Ethan. So yeah, what the hell? I don't. I don't. That 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 part was weird. I, yeah, I was. I, it's a weird. They game. made it. They made it as as unobvious as like the end of Inception when Leonardo DiCaprio spins the the top and it doesn't. Yeah. It's like wobbling, but kind of not wobbling, and you don't really know. Yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah. So um, and I, I do have to mention Tommy. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. We'll get yeah. to that in one second. I had one jump scare that I wanted to see if it was also a jump scare for you, Alex. Okay. Um, the Literally only one jump scare in the entire game. There were parts where I was like a little like on edge, and I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. But jump scare-wise, whenever you are in the village and you go to get the crank... Not 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 the crank to lower bridges and stuff, but the crank to lift up the tractor. The, the well wheel. Oh wait, no, no, no. no, no. no. Okay, I got you. That, yeah. So I guess that would be that would like be a, jack. a um a jack, right? Yeah, that would be a jack. But like you you look out the window, and yes. there's like the numbers. Scared the shit out of me. The, the, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I was expecting it, but Tara was next to me, and it scared the shit out of her for sure. Yeah, was that was the only time I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Yeah, that was on. I just thought I mean, it was a normal puzzle. Okay, the only reason I quote knew it was coming was because there's a photo on the table, mm -hmm. and if you turn it around, it says "Look out the window," and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, this is gonna be awesome." Yeah. But for some reason, in the Village of Shadows playthrough, the next didn't highest happen. difficulty didn't happen. That's it's really so weird. weird. I can't really, really weird that that happened. So that was not. Well, I mean, I don't know if it was a mistake or not, but you and I had the same experience because I was like, oh, this is where that guy pops out, and then he didn't. That was really weird. Yeah, really strange. Oh, well, we'll, we'll have to uh, test it out on a couple other people who play the game eventually yeah. when we talk to them. But I, I'm excited because, um, you know, I when it comes to a Resident Evil game, I typically play the living shit out of it until I get all the achievements and challenges and everything else, and... I deliberately pumped the brakes after my, my second playthrough because I thought, well, there were actually... So I played it on... Tommy played it on his PC, which, you know, of course, it looks amazing. And I played it on Xbox One. And for the most part, it looks really, really good. But there are other times when the textures are, like, unforgivably bad. And <laughs> I knew I know that at some point I was going to get an Xbox Series X, um, of course, not paying a dime over retail. Uh, and then I realized... Uh, you know, if I'm going to get it anyways, I might as well just wait to do all of that. Plus, I, I want to do all the stuff with mercenaries, which 
it's not great. And more importantly, it's not multiplayer, which kind of sucks because that's like Tommy's and, and my bread and butter. But regardless, it's definitely, you know, it's kind of fun, especially for people who like that arcade style break from the the regular game. And um, I, it, like I said earlier in the podcast, it's June 29th. I am allegedly getting my uh, my Xbox Series X tomorrow because Ooh, very I cool. found, yeah, I found a, a solid bundle on Costco. I know I just said I'm not paying over retail. But what I mean by that is um, it comes with like that crazy Seagate expansion. I can sell that for over $200 and um, I don't know, some sports game. The, I guess the show is on Xbox now, so I'm going to be selling oh, that cool. as well. It's going to bring the cost down to well, 500 maybe even less. So okay. I'm yeah. really excited about it. I can't wait to get it. I am too. I did because I haven't seen anybody with one yet. I just want to kind of see what the what it looks like. And I, totally. And I'm yeah, sure like it's, in person. I'm sure it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be gonna be cool. So um, there was um, one other thing. I, I can't remember it. Never mind. And I gotta I gotta go cook some cook up some dinner for the fam anyways. So right. I think this timing, is a good man. stopping point. Yeah, definitely. So this has been awesome. I'm glad we finally got around to doing a Resident Evil 8 cast. Um, Mm -hmm. As usual, guys, um, we appreciate you listening. Uh, And if you ever have any feedback, uh, questions, comments, whatever, craftheadspodcast at gmail.com. Obviously, um, we have our our patreon.com slash craftheadspodcast page. If you want to support us, there's different, there's varying like rewards at each level. Uh, my God, did we we bought masks way too late? <laughs> like I said, COVID is kind of like whatever at this point. Still but awesome you're, though. You're still gonna need them for traveling. So yes, you are. Yeah. If anybody wants one, it, it, like if you're gonna fly, I'm. I think we're gonna need them for the for foreseeable future, which honestly I'm okay with. So, um, yeah. we're uh, we're actually going to Vegas this coming weekend, so I'll be wearing it for four. I'll be wearing mine proudly, repping it for four hours. That's right. I forgot about the July Fourth Vegas weekend for you guys. I'm, I'm a, like I, as you know, I'm going to be going to Chicago, so we'll have yeah. another podcast to catch up about that. I want to yeah. hear how G Man's first Vegas experience goes. Yes, our friends turning 21, so we're taking them straight to hell to the to Sin City itself to celebrate. So it's going to be great. Yeah, and by friend, he's one of the Slice Brothers. Indeed, so. he is. <laughs> he is the youngest of of the of the loaf. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, Alex, uh, good to chat with you. Um, I do want to get some some MCC in soon, so let's let's do that when we get a chance. I mean, I'm free tonight if you want. So if things wrap up early, me too. (laughs) Okay, see you tonight. Thanks. Okay, sounds good. Have a good have a good night.